we're basically now immersed in huge technology changes. All of them are considered as being derivatives of digitization. So, so it's never going to end. Never. Uh, change is going to be constant. So we're never going to be comfortable again. Hello and welcome to the Is Digital podcast from ISDI. I'm Ian McMurray, International Content Specialist at ISDI. In this episode, we'll hear the opinions on digital transformation from four global business experts. We'll be looking at the best way to begin such a transformation, just what the boundaries may be in implementing these changes, the factors that our experts feel could help define success in the future. And finally, we'll take a look at new technologies and disruptions still to come. Our experts are all teachers on ISDI's Global Executive Master in Digital Business. They are Brie Moreau. Brie works with crypto and other companies to help them dominate organic search rankings through content marketing and SEO. Terry Hunter, Managing Director of Astound Commerce UK and Middle East and North Africa. Astound provide e-commerce strategy and business models. Nick Hung, Evangelizing and Developing Wireless Applications. Nick is CTO at Y4 in the UK. Javier Rodriguez Zapatero, Executive Chairman and Co-Founder at ISDI, formerly Managing Director of Google, Spain and Portugal. There are so many factors to be taken into consideration with the digital transformation of a business. We could be looking at a whole range of possibilities for change. Anything from modifying the systems in place right up to a complete metamorphosis. So where do you start? If you're the one charged with directing the evolution of your company in the digital era, how do you best do that? I asked our experts, on an individual level, what advice would you give to those wishing to begin leading the digital transformation of their company? Brie Moreau. Patience. Um, and I say that because um, for many of us that worked, have, have worked in companies or, or run companies, um, implementation always takes a long time, and especially with digital because a lot of the time it's a new concept for a lot of these companies. So I would say just be patient, it will happen. Um, just because you go to a conference and you hear something amazing, it doesn't mean it can be implemented in your company next tomorrow, but just stick it, stick with it and you will get it implemented if it's the right decision. Nick Hun. I think I'd start by saying step back. Think about what you're doing, what's good about what you do in your company, what's bad or what's inefficient, and then about where you want to be. Um, one aspect of digital transformation is just about efficiency. Um, and if you go back to sort of the, the Sears model, which was the mail order catalogue, they then developed into sort of physical buildings, which was fine until Amazon came along and effectively reinvented mail order over the internet. So think about the model. Um, think about just how you're going to change things, whether it's changing yourself or changing the market. Um, don't rush at it. Um, and I think always have on the edge of start digital transformation with the view of how does it make your company perform better? 
but always sort of out of the corner of the eye say, well, and is there a way I could just disrupt the whole of this chain and put myself in a totally different position within the market? So be open. Don't be afraid to change. Um, you may go halfway through a digital transformation and suddenly realise that there are benefits you hadn't seen and you want to pivot and do something else. Um, and I think that's an important one. And it's true for all business, but particularly in digital transformation. Be fluid and don't be afraid to change your mind if you need to. Javier Rodriguez Zapatero. I would probably tell him that um, um, I would, I would, you know, I often, I often talk to people that, you know, give me advice on this. Um, and some people come to me uh, asking for advice because they, they have a feeling of needing to survive. You know, I want to survive. I'm, you know, I'm 50 or I'm 45. I'm being an, an, a, a very successful executive. I want to survive in this new, this new digital world. Uh, my advice is that if you go with in a surviving mode, you're going to die. If you go in a changing, exciting mode, if you feel yourself excited about the opportunities that this new world is going to bring to you personally and to your company in, in, in the second phase, then you're going to be successful. So, so come and, and embrace this with full excitement. So we need to begin any kind of transformation of scale with the right mindset. But at the other end of the spectrum, how do we know where to stop? and when to take stock of the changes that we've instigated before considering taking things any further. I asked our experts, do you think there is a limit to the scope of the digitalization of business? Brie Moreau. Uh, there's no scope to the limit to the scope of digitalization of business because the digital space is unexplored territory. There's so many new avenues and ways to, to, um, to work in this landscape and the landscape is changing all the time. So. Um, you know, the roadmap you have in the, for the next two years, in two years' time, there'll be a completely different roadmap. So it's a, it's a, it's a journey that will, uh, will constantly change, but will never be terminated. Terry Hunter. I think, uh, I think people thought there was a limit. Um, the, everything could be digital, ultimately. Um, I, I was watching a, a, an amazing presentation the other day, just pointed out how early we are in the, in the uh, journey. Um, there's a long way to go. Everything can, can move to digital. We should be thinking everything can be digital going forward. Uh, how Just how broad and how wide that makes everything is really interesting. Uh, I started in e-commerce and digital 2003. Um, uh, and then as I got into it, a lot of people didn't really understand it. And you look back and uh, Amazon or the likes were 10 years old by then. So it had been around quite a while, um, but it still, still felt like there'd been a lot of ground covered. Well, nothing had been covered. <laughs> We're so much further now. Um, give it another 10 years. How different is, is it going to be? And when you look at some of the things like gaming and the size of that industry, it dwarfs, um, it dwarfs movies and videos and, and all these things that we see a lot. Um, it's kind of under the radar. It's massive, hugely bigger. So when you realize that, you go, actually, what else is coming on? What else should be digital? Uh, and the whole, everything could be digital. Nick Hun. I think the scope is don't do more than you need to. If you can make your business successful, move it forward, do what's necessary to get to the point you need to be. Don't then continue to apply stuff just because you can. And I see that mistake sometimes of companies just thinking we've got to change, we've got to change, we've got to change. If you can get a business model that's working, then certainly don't just sit down and wait for somebody to come and knock you over. But you don't have to keep on applying things 
that don't add anything other than the fact you've just got icing on the cake. So there's a, a point of knowing how far to go. I mean, that's all back down to basic business skills. Um, I think there's a real challenge that people have. You have a lot of consultancies that will say, you've got to do this and you've got to do more. And you have to say, is this for my business or is it just for that external consultancy? Think about what you need, how far you need to go. Um, go that far and then don't stop, but sort of keep on looking where you need to go. But don't do something if you don't need it. Um, you don't just sort of need stickers on the wall to say, I've been here. You sort of end up looking like an old Volkswagen camper van with all the labels on it. Javier Rodriguez Zapatero. Let, let me, let me, this is, this question is, is there a scope to digitization of business? Uh, the question that we should be asking is, when is digitization going to end? Uh, when digitization ends, then there is a scope. I mean, there is a limit into, into that. But the thing is that, um, we're basically now immersed in huge technology changes. All of them are considered as being derivatives of digitization. So, so it's never going to end. Never. Uh, change is going to be constant. So we're never going to be comfortable again. Of course, all of the changes that we bring about in business are towards one overarching aim, success. With so many different metrics that could define what success is, for example, against peers or against a predetermined target, success can mean many different things. On top of that, the requirements for achieving success are constantly changing. So with that in mind, I asked our experts, how would you define the gap between a successful company today and one of tomorrow? Brie Moreau. The way I would define the gap um, is through fast iterations, data-driven approach to, to running the business and, and following those metrics and, and really not being afraid to fail. Always um, spending money on research and development and, and, and learning new things because um, you know, you, you're not going to hit a home run every time, but if you hit a home run uh, one out of every 10 times, and that home run can be a really big home run. And this is how you be successful and to always never be complacent with the business and always trying to push, push further and push further. There's always room to grow. Terry Hunter. Well, firstly, the successful company tomorrow probably hasn't started yet. Um, the speed of, of innovation, the speed of companies can grow at is, is, is phenomenal. Um, you look at the companies that took years to grow, and I think back to I know, retailer, maybe like John Lewis, um, and they built a fantastic department store, and they built a fantastic department store online, although a little bit dated now because you know, people aren't using it necessarily in the same way. And then you look at other companies like Gymshark, who, who've got a fairly small range of products, but they've come from nowhere to be huge. You know, awards all over the place in the UK for fastest growing technology, uh, sorry, fastest growing um, brand and building huge uh, warehousing facilities and, and logistics. They're doing so much, but it comes so, so, so quickly. And then the company that's going to appear tomorrow, uh, I don't think it, it may not exist now, it could grow really quickly. I always wonder is there's not what's going to come along and, and, and cause Amazon problems because that's what happened. You know, it used to be that uh, Microsoft was the massive company that was you know, beating the world and Google and, and, and now Amazon, and then something will come along and it'll be quicker than, they won't have this long reign that these other companies had over many years. There'll be something coming along quicker. What it will be, um, I, I wish I knew. Nick Hun. I don't think there's a difference. A successful company is a successful company and that's what every company wants to be and should strive to be. 
there are going to remain very successful companies that haven't taken up digital transformation because it's not necessarily relevant to them. Um, there are going to be other companies that can only survive in the marketplace because of digital transformation. So I think the answer is understand what your business is, understand how much you need of digital, and then apply that to the correct amount. It's not a sticker to say, if I do this, I'm going to be a successful business. There are plenty of companies that have wasted millions and billions on digital transformation that don't actually need it. There are other companies that rely on quite small amounts of digital transformation who have been really disruptive because of that. But it's think about what do you need for the business. If you're successful, you're successful. Um, but digital transformation can make you very unsuccessful as well if applied incorrectly. So again, push the technology and the details aside and think, where do you want your business to be? How do I perform better? How do I potentially disrupt the market and take it over? And then apply whatever amount you need to do to get there. Javier Rodriguez Zapatero. So, so uh, I think the successful company of tomorrow is the one that does not believe is going to be successful because they've had success up to today. So, and I think that's the key difference. Um, successful companies of today, if they think that they're going to keep being successful because of their track record, they're wrong. Uh, I believe that successful companies of tomorrow are those that basically never, never uh, uh, stood still and always thought that they could be even competing to themselves uh, or even changing the business models constantly. So resilient and, 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 and mind opening. Those are the companies that are going to be really successful in the future. We've seen incredible changes in technology in recent years. And of course, we're going to see more and more. Innovation is a continuous process as we learn from what works and test out what could work. So what's on the horizon and how will future waves of change leave the technological landscape? I asked our experts, in your area of expertise and in general, which new technologies do you see further disrupting business models? Brie Moreau. I, I don't like the term disrupting um, because uh, I think that in order to disrupt, you need to be good at what you do already. In order to be a master and to play jazz, you need to know how to play scales properly. And the most, the biggest problem that I see with most of these businesses is they're chasing shiny objects all the time or, you know, Internet of Things or voice search or AI is going to solve all our problems when realistically they haven't fixed the fundamental problems of digital businesses anyway. So um, I'm just going to say chop wood, carry water, do the basics right. Once you can do the basics right, you'll be able to play jazz later and the jazz will come automatically. Terry Hunter. I think the, when you're talking about disrupting business models, the, the, the marketplace fundamentally is, is a major disruptor, when I'm talking retail, major disruptor to retail. But then let's not forget that a lot of retailers use it. So they see it as an opportunity. So they're selling through the marketplaces. There's a lot of marketplace options. There's, there's um, miracle make marketplaces that you can buy and start building your own marketplace. S some levels of e-commerce are a marketplace using um, we used to call it dropship then, but you know, uh, endless R. We now call it more. Um, so you can buy products from my site that I've just pumped into there via using technology to to show products built by another company, maybe not sold in in my region, maybe manufactured you know, in Asia somewhere, and, and, and we just sell them straight straight to the site. So that's a big disruptor. Um, then the way we we bring that together, the technology is the disruptor there because it allows you to aggregate all that information in one place. So you can be using the information direct from the manufacturer 
displaying it on your site in a really nice way using things like PIM um, or content management tool and then with a nice mechanism for dis displaying that and then with the technology to connect the whole thing together using maybe middleware and all of a sudden you've got you can sell anything and everything which is what Amazon do fundamentally because let's be real marketplaces are reaching retail uh, and so we've got to figure out a way of, of being part of that and, and getting on that journey so I think that's the biggest thing for disruption um, to, to the marketplace then outside of that if you move up a layer mobile so so obviously everyone is is now shopping on mobile your devices everything you've got all the information there you've got speed of access so it's tools that allow that and progressive web apps is a big thing so at the moment there's platforms that do an element of that and it's a way of, if you've not worked with it, it's a way of giving you a, a, almost an app experience or very fast response um, as you're browsing um, using a mobile device rather than the traditional slower way that it used to be when you're using normal uh, web capability. So I think that's quite disruptive because all of a sudden it makes things available to you really, really quickly. And if you think about Twitter use it, Uber use it, it just gives you very fast responses and you get some retailers using it. You, you probably don't even think about it, but all of a sudden you're getting very fast responses on your mobile. You're getting a, an app-like experience without realizing, without having to download an app. So I think that's moving a market in a different way. And, and it, 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 it's driven by Google, but it's actually within the browser. And that's a technology that's going to change the way we do things. And we're going to forget about apps in, in time to come. And we're going to be using fundamentally just progressive or just the normal browser, really, uh, via this technology. Javier Rodriguez Zapatero. Yeah, that is a question that is often asked to me because you know everybody's is seeing that there is a lot of technology around us that is is growing exponentially uh, the, the key question is when that technology is going to disrupt my market when do i need to adapt that technology on or when do i need to actually put it as part of my process of creating value and generating value for for my business model i think i think there are probably two technologies right now that are uh, becoming closer to be part of, of the business community in many in many industries i would say the first one is artificial intelligence i remember back in my google days when people would talk to me engineers about what they were doing with artificial intelligence in terms of you know a contextual conversations or voice recognition image recognition video recognition if i see what was happening five years ago and what is happening in today in those areas I would tend to believe that artificial intelligence is going to be probably the language by default in which we need to to start operating, and that that is that is a challenge. The other one would be probably blockchain. I think blockchain, as a new technology, is is basically affecting the way every transaction is being verified, is being tracked, and and the way it's done universally, and and I would say even democratically, it's it's quite impressive because there's a lot of value uh, added into tracking, following, tracing transactions uh, that is today done by humans or by other bodies. That will disappear with blockchain and blockchain will probably do to transaction something, something similar that what we've seen at internet doing to information. We hope you've enjoyed listening to the Is Digital podcast from ISDI. This episode was presented and produced by Ian McMurray. Please subscribe to listen to our upcoming episodes. To learn more about this and other digital topics, and for more information on ISDI's Global Executive Master in Digital Business and other programs, visit isdi.education. That's I-S-D-I dot education.